Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. third eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to my third eye. full control a while ago. It's gone now. You didn't listen. I told you to listen. You didn't hear. You heard what you wanted to hear. You believe for all of a day. Belief for a day is not for all of that of a lifetime. Are there any questions? Before I leave now, there's a ton of questions. I'm sure there is, and there's none I can answer for you. Well, then why ask the question if you can't actually answer them? Because the question has to be asked. <laughs> that seems kind of pointless. That's for your lack of belief. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe too. I believe you believe something that does not exist. What do you think I believe that doesn't exist? Me? God? God doesn't that are exist? beyond your control? I believe you believe that. I think you proved it to me pretty well last week. Mm. 40 days and 40 nights. Just remember what that means. Just remember, I'm not bullshitting you. He's in tons of pain. He feels everything. I fucking feel everything. And I'm tired of feeling everything. I don't want to come back to him. He's been chosen for a reason. You've been chosen for a reason. It's up to you now to figure out what that reason is. 
can only tell you so much. What am I supposed to do? And welcome back to another fun, exciting episode of Spooktober. Yes, this one is uh, a little different, which I like because I like different. I don't like the same thing all the time. Uh, some people don't like change. I uh, I kind of embrace it a little bit. This one has to do with angelic possessions. So I highly encourage you to sit back with an open mind, uh, listen to this episode, and take from it what you will. Um, I had a point where I... I don't know. I had a I had a little revelation during the, this this interview, and if you just heard my coonhound, uh, I do apologize, but uh, he's a train walker coonhound, and he just came in to do a coonhound thing. So we love dogs over here at my third eye. So don't 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 fret, don't frown. Uh, try to keep it as you know professionally done as possible, guys. But uh, I highly suggest going over to Patreon and signing up at patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast to get the full episode. Uh, I believe in the Patreon portion is when we start really getting into, uh, the experiences that Mick and V Lynn, um, have gone through in the last couple of years. So if you want to find their work, uh, just look up Patriot Party Podcast. I know they stream live every day at 6 p.m. Um, Monday through Friday on Twitch, Foxhole and Rumble. And I believe it's 2 o'clock on Sundays. Uh, they do True Spiracy. Uh, and they start at 2 o'clock. Um, and all times are Eastern Standard Time. So go give them a listen. Go give them a follow. Like, subscribe, share, rate and review this show, their show, Apple iTunes, five stars, ratings and reviews. If you don't want to do a review, hit Spotify. Five stars, walk away. You will not find them on Spotify, though. Um, due to <laughs> uh, a mutual friend, another podcaster, I won't say her name, she knows who she is, didn't mean it, but uh, they uh, hit on some sensitive topics and, well, Spotify said, you know what, you're no longer allowed to be on our, our platform. So, that is the only platform that I know of. You will not be able to find the Patriot Party podcast. Other than that, enjoy the episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, I have the luxury of having Mick and V. Lynn from the Patriot Party podcast come on, and we're going to dive into a little of their backstory. I've had the pleasure and great honor to co-host, uh, fill in for Mick a couple days on their podcast a, a week or so ago, and had great pleasure and, and, and fun doing it. So, Mick, V. Lynn, uh, welcome back from your trip. I hope everything is going good down there considering the storm that you know went through florida and your area and hopefully everything is still standing yeah thank, thank you it actually uh it missed us oh there we go thank you babe i shut shut turn my audio off yes it, uh, the storm <laughs> actually missed us entirely so i spent two days getting ready for everything you're such a wonderful man um I, I spent two days, you know, while Mick was already in Oregon and then Vegas, um, I was running around, battening down the hatches, um, shoveling compost into big contractor bags and putting it around the chicken coop and getting bags of potting soil and putting it around the back of the house and, you know, picking up anything that could fly around and all that stuff and and uh, and setting up a brand new 100-gallon rainwater barrel collector thingy, right? It, it has about an inch of water in it. Oh, man. Well, if you wouldn't have done any of that, you would have it, been destroyed. I know. I know. Absolutely. But, yeah, so, um, so you know, it, it, it is what it is. But uh, I have a theory to that. What's that? I do, too, actually, because I, I, I firmly believe. Um, now, we have, we have two children. We have a, a 10-year-old boy and a 15-year-old boy. And our 10-year-old our is kind of our our miracle child. Okay. 
and he is highly empathic, very intuitive. Um, he's kind of a medium and, and, uh, I've, I've actually seen him restore a soul to a body for a period of time. It was Mm. quite amazing. Um, but, uh, but he, he came and said to me on, uh, Monday, I left on Wednesday and he was like, mom, are you going to drive to Vegas? And I was like, "Mm, it's kind of looking that way. And he goes, good, you should drive. I was like, why why is that? He goes, "Um, because we need you back. And if you fly, you're not coming back. And I was like, oh, okay then. I guess I'm I'm driving. He's like, yeah, God God sent the storm this way to, to force you to drive. And I was like, well, hopefully if God sent the storm to force me to drive, he won't send it to destroy the house as well. Because that would kind of be counterintuitive, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so we lucked out all the way around. What's your theory, babe? <laughs> I, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Does it matter? Oh. No. Oh, well, so far, every time that I've been here, and a hurricane's been inbound. It's hit. Every time I haven't been here, nothing. Hmm. As if this shit magnet has to be right here for it to hit. That's true. I'm a pretty big shit magnet. I've got that going for me. It's you're, one of the big one of the things I got going for me. Yeah. We I'm a we, soul slut. I'm a fucking shit magnet. Um uh what else? Tweedle D, Tweedle Dumb. I don't know. I, I mean, Whatever. you're kind of retarded, but um, I, 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 this, this is all very fucking true. Look, here's We're the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm um, gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> Same here. Same here. <laughs> I really am. I like to go full on retard sometimes. Yeah. Never go full retard. Never. It's Never. Fun once in a while. It is. It's okay. But, but you can't go full retard. Yeah. yeah. He went yeah. full retard. Yeah, it's a rough one. So um, so how far back do you want to go? Uh, we can start at the beginning if you want or however far back you guys want to go because this is your story and you're in a complete judgment-free zone. So whatever you guys want to share and devolve. Well, what, and- is, what has been asked, I guess? Um, well, okay. So let me... So Mick and I essentially grew up together, right? His mother mm-hmm. was my fifth grade teacher. Um, the first time we met, I was 10 and he was 12. And he had come on a field trip with us down to the Statue of Liberty. Um, this was my first experience with the Mandela effect as well. And I didn't even know it at the time mm-hmm. because I remember, and I remember very distinctly that, well, first off, um, his mother had assigned us a project to build a house um, proportionate out of foam board, um, you know, like correct architectural, et cetera, mm-hmm. had to be mathematically accurate and, and stand on its own. And in doing so, I managed to slice my thumb open with an exacto knife. In fact, I, I still have a, a good scar on that. Um, but uh, I, I had nasty stitches in my thumb. I mean, big black stitches and uh and it was all wrapped up in gauze and whatnot and i could take the covering off real easy and we're in the bus on the way down it's real bumpy and it's you know they don't have seat belts or anything like that this, you know this is the 80s like no one gave a fuck <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting with my friend chris who's turned into a big fucking libtard and he's probably gonna die from the jab here soon but anyway um but uh who chris sour Really? Yeah. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, anyway. Marty Sauer's kid? Yeah, anyway. Um, no way. Yeah, anyway, so. Um, he went libtardy? Yeah, he went total libtardy. But oh, that's a whole, it's a whole, shit. It's a whole, nother, it's a whole nother story. So um, I'm sitting with him and, and Mick's sitting right in front of me on the bus. And I like, I take the, the covering off my finger and I'm waving those nasty stitches in his in his face and he throws up because it's so gross right <laughs> I like we all like we're laughing at it we think this is the funniest shit ever and we get down to the Statue of Liberty and I remember distinctly that we were we were in the museum and actually we looked up some of his, his ancestors and we looked up some of my ancestors and um and then we took the elevator directly up to the Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. on Ellis Island okay he does not remember it that way he remembers us taking 
What was it, the boat or the bridge? We went on a boat. We went into Ellis Island mm-hmm. first. At the museum. And it's the great big glass museum. It's got all the interest. I actually went and looked uh, for when my father came across. That's uh, my grandmother, actually. My grandmother and my father and my aunt. And uh, the first time they crossed. No, your grandfather, because he died on the way. <clears throat> your grandmother was still in Ireland. She came over later. Or my grandfather. Yeah, yeah your grandfather. grandfather. Yeah. So... Um, I, I we went to look for that. Uh, we found that they actually found it for me. They showed us where they signed in. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> um, it, it's crazy when you look at that. And then uh, they were like one of the last couple pages in there. I was like, "Holy fuck!" Before they shut Ellis Island down, but it's still crazy to think that that's the way it was back then. And then, and then we walked out of the building, and you walked to a dock. You boarded a ferry. The ferry took you over to Liberty Island. Liberty Island, you got off the ferry. You walked around the corner. You walked right up, and you walked right up into the base of the statue. And in the base of the statue, it goes over the whole history of the construction of the statue and everything else. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he remembers it being on a different island. So I I was actually listening to a podcast in in 2020. I was listening to Nick Hinton on, uh, I think he was on No Mercy. And he started talking about how the Statue of Liberty is not on Ellis Island and it's on Liberty Island. And I was like, no fucking way. So I called him and I asked him and he was like, no, we, we took a boat. And I was like, and I hung up on him. I was like, motherfucker. So then I called his mother and I was like, mom, where's the Statue of Liberty? And she goes, actually, the first time I got, I called him first and I was like, hey, babe, where's the Statue of Liberty? He goes, New York City. I'm like, no, motherfucker. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Seriously? Like, where's the Statue of Liberty? He's like, it's on, it's, it's on Liberty Island. And I was like, no, it's not. It's on Ellis Island. He was like, yeah, no. Don't you remember on that field trip? We took a boat from Ellis Island to Liberty Island. And I was like, no, we didn't. Uh, shut up. And I hung up on him. <laughs> and then I called his mother and I was like, mom, I was like, where's the Statue of Liberty? And she goes, it's in New York City. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on, mom. Like, seriously, where in New York City? And she was like, um, it's it's on an, it's on an island. What island is it? And I said I was I said Ellis Island, and she goes no no no, no. it's on a different island. And uh, I said Liberty Island, and she goes yeah, yeah yeah. And I was like okay, how did we get there? And she goes oh that's easy. We took a bridge, a walkway. We walked across from Ellis Island to Liberty Island. It's like right next door. And I was like very interesting. There was there was you, in later years. Mm-hmm. Well, she remembered from that field trip that we took a bridge across and he remembered that we took a boat across. And then I called my mom and I was like, "Mom, where's the Statue of Liberty?" New York City. And she New said, York City. New York City. And I was like, <laughs> "Seriously, don't make me fucking hang up on you right now." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "What?" And I was like, "Okay. <sighs> you worked right there. Tell me." is the Statue of Liberty on the same island as the museum or is it on a different island? She goes, no, it's on the same island. You go into the museum and then you take an elevator right up to the the Statue of Liberty. And I was like, thank you. So my mom and I remember it one way and his mom and he remember it a different way. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And in school, I always was taught that the Statue of Liberty was on Ellis Island. No. Now, now, now in this timeline, it's on Ellis Island. So... Liberty. Uh, no, no. On this on timeline, Liberty. it's in this timeline. It's on Liberty Island. My apologies. Ellis yeah. Island is a separate island altogether because Ellis mm-hmm. Island is three times the size of Liberty Island. Liberty Island is l- only for the statue. The statue itself is the only thing well, on I Liberty got, Island. I got you. Anyway, and what I remember, it was on Ellis Island. So, um, but w- so remember, anyway, so then remember until they uh, it, until they widened the entrance to the Hudson there. That was the reason that they had that part. They were only just started to build that walkway over from Ellis Island to Liberty Island because that walkway is all new because they weren't going to do that because they weren't going to widen the it's, entrance it's to the Hudson. Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> I remember it being on one island. You remember it being on a different island. Yeah. Yeah. Boat or walkway is irrelevant. It's a separate island. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, but I I, I went to a different school than he did. He just came on that field trip with us because his mom was my teacher. And then 
fast forward sophomore year in high school, my mom got remarried to a guy that lived in the same town as him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, at first she let me live in our old house, um, by myself. And then she quickly realized that that was a very bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) So she yanked me out of school, like three quarters of the way through the school year and plopped my ass into school with him. Um, and, uh, and so I remember that very beginning, uh, I think I had one friend there and she had banned first period. And so I, I went to visit her cause I didn't have a first period class. I always made sure as much as possible to have first period free because I was always late. So that way I wouldn't be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I'd pop into band class to see her cause they didn't fucking do anything. It's band class. Right. right. And everybody would just be making fun of him. And I was like, Ooh, this is fun. And, uh, and I, I vaguely remembered him and I was like, oh, this is a, this is a fun bandwagon to jump on. So I just, I started making fun of him and he, I got no reaction out of him whatsoever. He was like stone face cold all the time. And it pissed me off so much. I could not get a rise out of him. So the very last day of school, my sophomore year, his junior year, I walked in to band class and, um, and mind you, he was like, his shoulders are about half the size they are now, but his head was the same size. And he had the shock of platinum blonde hair that just stood up all over the place. So we called him bobblehead Mick. Okay. Kind of ridiculous. I want to rock. (laughs) So I walk into, I walk into bag class the last day of school and he just lets loose on me with everything that he'd been holding up for months. I'm, and it was nasty. Like he was vile. (laughs) I was so excited that I got a rise out of him that I just started laughing so hard. I was like literally rolling on the floor laughing. Like it was, it was hysterical. I didn't even care what he said. I was just so happy. I got a rise out of him. Um, and then we had a lot of mutual friends and one of our mutual friends mutually pissed us off. And so then we became friends and, uh, but that was it. Just, just friends. I actually, I gave him my car. Um, which was a really old piece of shit. It was a 79 Chevy Malibu. Um, this thing was, it was hardcore. Like I sent away to Maine for plates because Maine doesn't give a shit. You just send them a check and they send you license plates. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couldn't register it anywhere else because the emissions in the engine were all plugged off and you didn't know how fast you were going because the speedometer sat at zero all the time. <laughs> and you could lock the doors, but you couldn't unlock them. So it was kind of pointless. Um, you could open the trunk and see the ground. So we put a four by four on there so that shit didn't fall out. And then we tied the bumper on with bungee cord and duct tape and wire hanger. Oh, the um, good old days, right? Yeah. And someone had, the previous owner had spray painted it red in the sun. So it was like baked on peeling brick red. And the inside <laughs> was fluorescent fuzzy purple so we put fluorescent or we put um black fuzzy seat covers over it and we had fluorescent purple fuzzy dice in the in the windshield just to keep the the theme going the ambiance yeah um and and, uh we used to play mailbox baseball with it and leave the baseball bat at home because this thing was such a fucking tank it just didn't matter and like i mean you could not dent this car i went to the tree with it on purpose and it like it dented the shit out of the tree and didn't even put a scratch in the car. So, um, so, but when I went to college, I couldn't take it with me. So I gave it to him cause he deferred from the army for a year to go to college, uh, which didn't last very long. And he, uh, he ended up destroying a couple other cars. Oh, it also had a big hole. The biggest part, it had a big hole in, in the brake cylinder. So it was like air brakes, brakes on a truck and you had to pump them starting like a mile out didn't stop very well. It was really heavy. So it didn't stop very well anyway. And it was really old. So didn't stop very well anyway. <laughs> so he, he destroyed a couple cars and our, our dads got together and, um, and gave the car away and, uh, and he didn't have the balls to tell me. So I, I came home from Christmas break, Christmas break from college and he wouldn't answer my calls. And, uh, and so I showed up at a party at a mutual friend's house. No, 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 no. Mind you. At the time that she was calling me, I was in the army and, uh, yeah, no, I wasn't getting phone no, calls. No, he, he, he wasn't answering my calls. Um, we didn't have cell phones then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he couldn't call me before he left to tell me that my car was gone right now. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, so he was home for Christmas and I was home for Christmas and we, we show up at this party together and, and he's playing beer pong in the driveway and I'm so pissed that I just start screaming and yelling and carrying on. And he goes, no, I wasn't playing beer pong. 
Oh, you're doing keg stands. Well, we were just sitting there, but no, you were you were definitely we were you were doing, doing keg, keg stands, stands yes. at one point. Anyway, so um, I start carrying on. Little do I know that he's tripping on acid. So all he sees is a dragon with flames coming out of its head, right? And I have no reaction again. I'm getting no reaction out of him whatsoever. And I'm so pissed off, like we've reverted back to when I first met him that I, I kicked him square in the balls. And I was like, oh. yeah, I bet, I bet I'm getting a fucking reaction out of you now, aren't I? <laughs> I left him crying in the driveway. And, um, and the next time I heard from him was when he sent me an invitation to his wedding. That didn't cover very well. So, um, yeah. And then the next time I heard from him was when he was getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, he fucked up his noggin real bad. Um, we actually, we, we ended up getting married. Um, like just that the ink on his divorce papers had just barely dried. Um, but, uh, yeah, the ink on her divorce papers weren't dry when, when she got remarried. So, um, you know, at least we waited like four or five months or whatever before we got married. Um, and, th and then he got all fucked up in the head right after that. Like he deployed three weeks after we got married and then he, uh, hit his head so hard on the windshields when he got hit, hit an IED that he detached the capillaries from a major mm. artery in his corpus callosum and had an arterial venous malformation and ended up having to have multiple brain surgeries where they split the two halves of his brain split the two sides of his brain in half. So now he can use them independent of each other, which is really, really interesting. So like are you ambidextrous now? Actual side and one is the conspiracy kind side. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. You, you I just, can shoot with both hands. That's that's awesome. Yeah. My, I can shoot her left or her right, and I have no differential. But huh. the doctors told me, so when he went for the initial surgery... Um, well, when, when he actually, he hit his head in February, he deployed in January, he hit his head in February. He came home in July and he first night had a grand mal seizure. And I was like, what the fuck? And my parents had come to see him and we, you know, call, call ambulance, goes to hospital, blah, blah, blah. They do all the tests. And, um, and I emailed Colonel and I was like, yeah, he's not coming back. He's fucked up in the head. And he was like, you can't make that decision, blah, blah, blah. And I called him and I went off and I was like, how long has he been having seizures for? I understand that you gave him a Palm Pilot when he was having memory issues. Do you understand that the doctors said that uh, if he is not treated immediately, he's going to be dead in two weeks? Do you want his blood on your hand on top of the other soldiers that you've killed in this last deployment? Oh, I went off. Mm. And he was like. I didn't realize it was that bad. And I was like, well, maybe you should pay better fucking attention to your head of personal security because he's literally bleeding inside of his brain and he needs brain surgery. And maybe if this had happened six months ago, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now. But no, he's not fucking coming back to you so that he can die on your watch. He's not dying on my watch. That's for damn sure. You can fuck off. And that's what I told the highest ranking officer in Iraq at the time. Mm. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not, I, I'm glad I was not your internet provider. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's an inside joke, guys. You have to listen to their show to, to get that. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so they, they initially, they sent him cause we're, we're here in Georgia and he had the initial tests at Fort Stewart, but he was based at Fort Irwin. So they sent him to uh, California and they wanted to gamma knife radiation on his head. Mm. And I was like, um, no, not bad. No, no, no. You weren't like that. No, no. I, yeah. I looked at the doctor and I said, are you fucking kidding me? I, I was like, what? Tell me about which part of this that makes any bit of sense to you. Okay. Have you ever shined a flashlight into a microscope before and then watched the beam on the bit of a, you know, you know, a black background that beam just continues through and expands and gets wider. I said, so that's pretty much what you're doing with a particle beam of radiation. So, Tell me something. Where at that point do I not get brain cancer? Right. I mean, 
Honestly. So I called his dad because his dad is a general, um, retired, but still general. So, um, and I was like, we, we need to get him moved, find the best neurosurgeon in the country. I don't care if it's military or civilian. Well, it ha so happens that the best, mil the best neurosurgeon in the country is in the military or was. He's retired now. Um, and he was at Walter Reed. And so we got him transferred and we got his care taken over. And, and this doctor was like, no, no, no we're not going to do fucking gamma knife radiation. Those California is full of fruits and nuts. And I was like, Literally. yeah, that's about right. <laughs> so he's like, we're going to start with an embolization. I said, okay, what's that? So basically we're going to run a microcatheter from the femoral artery in his leg all the way up to his brain. And we're going to use what I like to describe as Bondo for the brain. And we're going to plug off each of the holes where the capillaries have detached from the artery. And hopefully we're going to get it all. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, how do you know if you get it all or if you don't? He said, well, afterwards, we're going to do a series of cranial angiograms where basically they inject dye into his brain and see if it's bleeding out. Contrast. Someplace. Yeah. Contrast. See if mm -hmm. it's bleeding anywhere. It's like it, um, it's, uh, it's very much, they do the same thing in your heart. Um, but it's like a heavy this iodine. Is, this is for the brain. So Mercury he's like, we'll, we'll do a series of like those. A, I had like a battery taste in yeah. my mouth after I was done. He said, mm. he's like, we'll do, we'll do a series. We'll do one a month for six months. And if nothing happens that, you know, if, if he doesn't show any evidence of bleeding, then he'll, he'll be good. I was like, okay. So they did that. Now, mind you, I was pissed. Mm -hmm. So they did that. And, um, and he woke up and he was like, nope, they didn't get it all. I still hear bubbles in my head. And I was like, well, I mean, they, they're pretty confident they got it all, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll let them do their tests and whatnot. And then I got pregnant and, uh, they went through the six angiograms and on the sixth one, they're like, nope, he's still, he's still bleeding out into it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at Bet MGM, simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So we're going to have to do a craniotomy. I was like, okay, so what does this look like? Where are we at? Well, doing a craniotomy in the corpus callosum, there's a 50-50 shot. He's going to make it off the table. And now, mind you, I was seven months pregnant at this point. Okay. I, I was not taking any bullshit from anyone. Like, you don't fucking beat around the bush. Don't sugarcoat anything. Just tell it to me like it is because I'm not in any mood for any kind of bullshit. Like, no. my bullshit meter is like, you know, top level. So, Mike, just give it to me straight. He's like, all right, 50-50 shot, he makes it off the table. It's like, okay, so he's going to make it off the table. What happens next? Well, I said, uh, most likely he'll be a vegetable. He'll never walk again. Probably won't remember who you are. Uh, he'll be like a stroke patient uh, combined with, you know, essentially an invalid. Um, and 85% uh, chance he'll be dead in five years. And I was like, okay, so where, where are you getting that number? He said, well, we've been doing the surgery for five years and everyone we've done it to is dead. Oh, I said, okay. Fuck. I said, where, where'd you get the 15%? They said, hope. I said, okay, I'll take that prayer. I'll, I'll take mm -hmm. that. Okay. Um, I said, you do what you do and I'll do what I do and we'll see who wins. Cause I, 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 I always win. Just let you know. I always win. I've yet to. I always win. Um, and, uh, and here we are almost 17 years later. And obviously he remembers me and he walks and talks and, um, although we can't feel his leg, he's, uh, they've written him up in the new England journal of medicine and, um, that, you know, we, we go to see his doctors every once in a while just to be like, Hey, look, he's still alive. And they're like, Holy shit. 
But we realized along the way, especially recently, that the reason that he's still alive, because he's died many times. In fact, he stayed in the army and went special forces and, you know, killed a whole bunch of motherfuckers and died, I don't know, five or six times again after that. Um, that, uh, you know, he's, he's alive because he has a purpose mm-hmm. and, um, it's, it's not his time. It is most definitely not his time. He, he has, he has to fulfill that purpose, um, before he's allowed to go anywhere. So, and we joke that, you know, the devil's scared of him and God doesn't want him. And so the only way he's going to die if, is if I kill him, which <laughs> I've come close occasionally, but. I've, I've yet to actually go through with it. Benadryl is an amazing thing. So. You are a walking, walking miracle. Yes. You got a lot of pineapple. Yeah. That's what it's going to take. Exactly. (laughs) That's like, that's his kryptonite is pineapple. So it's pretty funny. Um, you know. So where, when you were going through all that, Mick, and like you said, that at one point you could still hear the bubbles in your head. Obviously, that's the blood pumping out and, and what have you. At any time, did you did you ever feel like there was no chance for you, or you just did you just know I'm going to be okay? Like, because no, I just said I was going to be okay. I yeah. just said no, no, this is nothing. It's not a big deal. It's just a headache. Come on, fix it. Let's go. Okay. I, everybody, it was really funny. I remember the day that we were going in for the big, the big one where they were going to finally cut the fucking thing out of me. <clears throat> and, uh, which was Halloween. Dr. Mm. Bell, uh, who just was, thereabouts. I think it was like October 30th. He was one of my favorite dudes. Great guy. Um, him and I got along. And he was great. a baby doctor, which is funny because it was when Walter Reed and Bethesda were merging. So, okay. Neurosurgery had already moved to Bethesda. So we're sitting there and uh, it was back in the day when Bethesda was the shit. It was the hospital to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, the The Navy nurses, wow. Um, I Except swear to God, drunk ones they that... hire uh, based on looks. And, <laughs> um, and pray for brains and their prayers don't work very well. Wow. Because there were some looks. They're fucking retarded. But... We we had our good nurses. We had our bad nurses. I I got the, um, the bad ones fired. Yeah. Yes, but like like anything else though, it was when I when I came out of all of it, it was uh, the one thing I always took from it that or I always remember that I, I I'll never forget is I I went to sleep. I, I remember the pain that was the worst. I had so much. I I, I just remember constantly having a headache. I don't remember a day. There was almost two years in a row. I bought so much a leave that it became like noticeable. Like we were noticing transactions specifically just for a leave. And he was pissing blood. Oh, and it was like, Hey, you're like, we had to go. We went to the doctors. We were hoping for anything. Well, and they, they originally put him on Oxycontin and that just, (laughs) Real quick, he flushed that shit down the toilet. He was like, no, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. It, it, the first round was, the second round was a little bit more difficult, but it was just, the whole point of it was like, I was like, yeah, this is, just isn't working. It's, there's nothing they can give me. I couldn't sleep. I, I was sleeping maybe one, two hours a night. Um, and the nightmares were horrible. Everything, everything just kind of hit at once. It was all just a compression of nine years that went by like that. And all of a sudden I was like, fuck. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. And when it hit, it was uh, memory wise. I mean, we figured out what, 11 years, roughly. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. So he really anything from about eighth grade through. Yeah, he my he, uh, second he, year in the army. He doesn't remember our wedding. He doesn't remember. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't remember his first like three or four deployments. Hmm. But however, he doesn't actively remember it. Remember them. But there was a long period of time there, and it took us a while to get through all these memories. But something would trigger him, and it could be anything. It could be a commercial. Mm-hmm. It could be something he was reading. The smell. Could be 
a smell, something I said, something he heard. I mean, it could be anything and it would trigger him. And I called it a fugue state, (coughs) excuse me. And he would literally, he'd be in the middle of a sentence. We'd be in the middle of a conversation or we'd be watching a movie or something. And he would drop out and he would go into a memory and he would relive the entire thing. But this time he would relive it with all of the emotion that he had suppressed when he was initially there. Mm. And, and then as soon as he was done, he would snap back out of it and he would go right back into whatever he was saying when he dropped into that fugue state and he would have no memory of it whatsoever. So I became the keeper of his memories. Um, and a lot of them were pretty horrific. I mean, they, they, they really are. And I, I have this thing where I remember pretty much everything. I have an eidetic memory. So I, I I can, I, my brain is like a filing cabinet and I can file things away and recall them at will. Some things take a little bit longer than others, but I can recall pretty much anything. Um, so those I like to file really dark and deep Mm -hmm. in there because they're pretty horrific. But, uh, you know, he went to a VA counselor and, and they were like, um, you know, can you tell me any of your memories? And he was like, you you should call my wife. (laughs) Cause I don't remember shit. Have you, Do you guys, I don't know if you guys watch many movies, but it's a, it's an older movie. It came out mm, probably early two thousands, you know, somewhere in there. Uh, it was a movie called Memento Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what your situation is kind of reminding me of. Like, like you, you didn't, yeah, working backwards and you, you, you couldn't, you know, the guy in the movie obviously would take Polaroid pictures and write in the moment okay, this guy's a good guy or this guy's a bad guy. I mean, it wasn't to that extent. However, it, it it's very similar to that. You know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't well, imagine just all this. Well, I can because every now and again, I'll be talking and I tart out and I'll be like, well, what the fuck was going on? You know what I mean? But I, I, you know what I mean? I didn't have traumatic brain, you know, injury like you did. The, the, the crazy thing, like I have like a couple boxes, like I can't get rid of. I, I just can't get rid of them. I, I know they have something to do with me before her, but I have no, no idea what. Mm. I, I, I don't want to get rid of them until I figure it out. Gotcha. And it's like this shit that I, I, I know what it is and I, I should probably, I, I, I know exactly why it's there, but I can't tell you why I have it. And I'm like, why do I have this? Because it's just, it's an odd thing. It's like one of those weird things. Like, you know, uh, it's almost like my former self left my future self, like a, a message, a time capsule Mm -hmm. of sorts that I'll eventually understand. And I haven't figured it out, but I'm like, all right, this, this just doesn't make any sense because I've got all this, what is, and I can't, so I can't get rid of these four boxes. I don't know why I just have this. I, I just, we moved. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'll take these. And I, I put these four boxes by myself into my truck. I was like, yep, they're going. Cause they gotta be there. Cause I can't, I just, I, it's an OCD thing. I've got to make sure that they're there. But I say that our youngest son is our miracle baby because he was conceived and born after mixed expiration date. After the doctors told me that he would, you know, most likely be dead that five year mm-hmm. term. Um, and uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had to replan his funeral because his pallbearers keep dying on me. So, mm. yeah. that's, that's a rough one. So, um, but uh, yeah. I'll have a robot doing it eventually. <laughs> Just one robot. Just pick my ass up and throw me in a grave. Diggy, 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 diggy. But, you know, I've I've come to realize or believe that the, the traumatic brain injury has a, a lot to do with the situation that we found ourselves in in the past year, mm. year and a month. Although not, maybe not so much because really Mick's been dealing with it his entire life. But yeah. Yeah. It became more intense after that. Yeah. Most definitely. Yes. So it's <clears throat> not, um, not to compare. So it, it would be kind of like how, okay, your youngest son is an empath. And mm-hmm. in the last three years, I found out that I am one as well, but I always thought because I'd go places or whatever, 
I would chalk it up to uh, I'm having anxiety attacks and I'm, I'm retarded or whatever. You know what I mean? And then you, you get linked to people on telegram and, and through these different webs, all of a sudden you meet these people and they start, Hey, maybe you're this, or maybe you're that. And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, you look back and you're like, so I've been dealing with this my whole life thinking it was one thing, but it's really something completely different. And yeah. that's kind of where Mick is now is like, okay, I've, I've dealt with this my whole life, but now I know kind of what it actually was my whole life. And now you can move forward to try and figure out where to, to move to next. You know what I mean? Because as an empath, I'm, I'm still, I'll, I'll be figuring that shit out to the day I die. You know what I mean? Cause shit comes to you and you're just like, you can't place it. And then next thing you know, two or three days later, you're like, okay, I had a dream about this. And then you talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, this is what I saw when we were there. And it was like, well, I had a dream that two days before that, that that's what I saw, but I didn't know it was going to relate to you. You know what I mean? So it just weird, weird stuff. Yeah, very, very much so. You know, when you're, what, 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 what is it? it? What is it that said? It's the uncommon connection amongst it all. And make you know, when we were growing up, it was very anthema. You know, like mm -hmm. you, you, you told people that you, you heard voices, or you, you could astral project, or you could see auras, or you know, whatever, or you could feel other people's emotions you, or you didn't tell people, that. or you could, you know, you could hear other people's thoughts if you, or you could talk to animals. If you told anybody these things, they would put you in a fucking, yeah. you know, mental you'd be in, like, you'd be in a hospital, right? Yeah. Like that's it. They, they pump you so full of lithium and, uh, you know, give you electroshock therapy that yeah. you end up a, a fucking vegetable, right? When really it's a gift. So those of us that, weren't driven crazy by it because a lot of people were um, for exactly that reason. Mm -hmm. We, we learned to hide it, but now I think our kids have the benefit of us trying to get rid of that stigma. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, we, I, I, I recognize my, my child as an empath. Um, I see what he can do. Both, both of our children have gifts although they're kind of opposite each other um the very opposite each other but uh we're able to help them develop it and control them from from a very from a younger age mm -hmm. which hopefully will be beneficial to them in the future and they won't be in the situation that we're in when they're adults saying holy shit like all of a sudden i I can do all these things and see all these things and feel all these, all these things. And at the same time, I'm dealing with this whole other situation and it's, it's very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You know what it also reminds me of is being, being a young kid, uh, the X-Men were like one of my favorite, uh, comic books or cartoon to watch, you know, whatever. And it was like, you know, they, they're always going around and rounding up the mutants. Well, if you look at people that are, are kind of like, what Mick is discovering about himself or, or someone like me discovering, Hey, you're an empath. This is what it is. Or your child. Basically, if you look at it in a certain way to others, we would be a mutant because we do have special powers. Do I think everybody has the potential to be an empath? Absolutely. It's just how far do you want to tap into it or tell yourself, Hey, you're not really crazy. You know what I mean? Like, like connections with animals it, it, it like you were saying you know i we got a whole bunch of new chickens and i walked in there and my wife can go down there and and they were just like kind of being rude to her you know what i mean and i walked in and it was just like i carry like that calming ease and i reached out and just picked up one of the new ones and just started she goes how do you do that i said i don't <laughs> fucking know i just i just do it I, they 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 know i bring a calm energy with me you know, but it's, I don't know. It's I cool. Hear, if I'm a mutant, I love it. My, my duck is like that blueberry. He'll, he'll let me, he likes to, um, have his 
breast scratched and, and he'll kind of nibble on my hand while I mm. do it. And, you know, ducks, ducks really bond with you. They're, they're very sweet, but mm-hmm. I have a, a, a hate relationship with my satanic rooster, peanut butter. Um, he's, uh, he's an evil little bitch and he comes up and, and he's a dick. He's not a bitch. He's, he's tra- a dick. He's, he's a protecting, dick. He's protecting you should have named him pineapple. <laughs> he's cock. He is cock. He is a cock. <laughs> And he's protecting all of his women, you know, and I get it. But like, he was always he's my like, favorite chicken. Yo, and those now he's my like, bitches. get the fuck out of my my enclosure. Like, these are my girls. You are not allowed near them. You're he's not, like, you ain't you, touching you put, my you sluts. You put the food out. Now I'm done. Like, that's it. Get out. You ain't touching my sluts. So you are only good for food. Get the fuck out. You can't just stand here and hang out. You're not allowed. Bitch, please. Um, but uh, but the dogs I especially have a relationship with yeah. the, the dogs and the cats. You know, but I think cats are aliens personally. Yeah, um, cats are different. Cats are different. I, you know, I can agree. Cats cats purrs actually can heal. Mm-hmm. They've they have a healing effect, and cats naturally abscess any infection that they have, um, and then use cats don't have a color and vibration to to heal it. Um, they uh, cats don't have a color. They don't. Interesting. Mix these colors, auras on people, but in colors. See, everybody um, asked me about that because I'll pick up on random colors. Like we, you and I could be talking on the phone and not see each other. And I pick, I can pick up on colors that so are on you or around you or whatever. And everybody's like, oh, so you see auras. I'm like, no, I don't see auras. I just pick up on colors that are in, in the room or on a person or close to somebody. I don't do that. I, I don't do it via audio. I do it via visual. If I can see you, uh, it's not an aura. I don't know why people call it an aura. Yeah. Um, it's a color. Because it's There's, the best way for people to understand what we're talking about. It, it's a color that is emitted like <clears throat> with your emotions and your energy comes a color. There's a color mm-hmm. to it. For instance, they weren't too far off in Green Lantern, no matter how gay the movie was. It still is right on with the color. Um, You know, hope is green. Um, Truth is green. Um, That's all part of the Green Lantern, so on and so forth. Yellow is fear. Um, Black is like neutral. There's no, like black is no color. It's like... uh, and it's odd to not have a color. Every human emits a color. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, blue, loyalty, red, love. Um, red can also be anger, depending on the color of red, depending on the shade. Uh, red can be also embarrassment, uh, again, depending on their shade. Um, you, you know, whatever you think that color is, that's what you're going to see. So if you experience a color with a certain emotion, I can see it. Mm-hmm. So even before you start to speak, so it doesn't even matter whether I know you or not. I, I can see it. Um, you walk up to me. I'm like, all right, I know you're a good guy or nope. We're not going to have a conversation. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to keep walking. Right. I'll pretend like you ain't there and we ain't even existing <laughs> on the same realm or plane because I know right now I don't need to kill anybody because I don't need to go to jail. <laughs> and, and B... I'm pretty sure you don't want to die and you haven't made right with Jesus yet. So see, and he, he uses his, the the color thing as a, a lie detector as well. Right. Like we got into a fight the other day and he wouldn't look at me because he didn't want to believe what I was saying. And then I made him look at me and then the fight was over because he understand, understood that I was telling him the truth. Um, I just know, like, I just, I know if someone's lying to me, like I have a internal truth, detector and i cannot stand when someone lies to me Mm-mm. like that is that's that's my cutoff like you just you don't lie to me period um i will fucking cut you out of my life so fast um that's someone learned that last weekend yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but i i i think everything well especially right now in this this time that we're in because i really think that we're we're coming up to the end times and interesting enough. And they always, you know, everyone always makes fun of me because I bring up Tim pool in our top in our podcast, just like I always talk about the Bongino blowjob because he always likes to bring up Dan Bongino. Right. She gives the, uh, <laughs> the Tim pool, Tim pool like a lot of puss. 
<laughs> I like it. But they were even discussing the other day. Um, what well, I think it was, it was, I think it was simple. Anyway, that, um, was it the deep state trying to bring about revelations so that they can change the ending or is this God doing it or is it both? Is it, you know, is it the deep state doing it and, and God working through them knowing that this was going to happen and, and the ending won't change anyway? Because I do think we're at that time, that, that time that the Bible speaks of in, in revelations. Well, they, they've uh, been trying to, now this isn't Christians, but in Islam, they've been trying to bring about the, the, 13th imam for a while and and now um i know ryan dean uh did an episode on the four red heifers that that they're trying to bring bring in and like you said are they trying to purposely usher in that so they can control it or because to me if you usher that in it's not organic so it's not going to work correct and the the four red heifers uh, you're referring to the the Jews being sent mm-hmm. four red heifers last year that so they can start animal sacrifices exactly again and um, which the is the the temple and then the lamb is the ultimate sacrifice at the end uh, so are we we're we're, we're are we close. back at the beginning again are we about to have a new Messiah is this a restart? or a reboot of an old version of a movie? It's a great question. However, there's a lot of weird shit that has happened, Mm -hmm. uh, especially to us. And it's been absolutely the fucking weirdest thing in the world. And it started on a date uh, in September. September 4th of 2021. In which, uh, well, you tell the story because I don't know because I wasn't really there. Yeah, that's true. He Even was, though I was, he there. was his body was there, but his he was not present per se. So, okay. Uh, so we went to Pennsylvania for my best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. who I hadn't seen in about 14 years. Okay. Uh, because he came down with stage three. Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer mm-hmm. about six weeks after getting the jab at the ripe old age of 43. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he decided to get married because he was afraid he was going to die. So two he, years younger than me. Yeah. Um, so we took this trip and and it was just a long weekend, right? It's a, a quick turnaround trip. We drove up and back. And when we got home, I sat on our back porch and I, I kind of went into a memory writing. Okay. Like I relived the entire experience and I wrote it down as it happened to me again. And it took me as long to write it as it did to live it, which is about three and a half hours, but it only, it's only about a 10 to 15 minute read. Um, and some of it's very explicit, so I won't get yeah, to, you have full freedom of speech on my show into it, all of it. But, um, yeah, let's just say that, um, I could very easily type this up and sell it as angel porn. A smut novel. Okay. <laughs> right? Um, Shades of Grey is tame. All right. Let's, so now, for, now, does that fall into that uh, that Sasquatch uh, erotica type stuff too? Um, well, actually, it, it would fall under paranormal. It's called paranormal erotica. It's okay. actually, it's a whole genre of paranormal, paranormal erotica. I, I, I like I, where your head's at. I know a lot of people. <laughs> I actually, I actually know a lot of people in that genre because one of the biggest conventions that my hotel used to host was called Authors After Dark. And it was, there was a lot of <laughs> paranormal erotica authors there. And they're like frumpy middle-aged women wearing corsets and, and playing on giant blow-up slides into big vats of balls. Anyway. And dildos. <laughs> and they'd have dildo parties and tattoo things and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, um, 
So, uh, so now I know where my dildos came from in <laughs> Afghanistan. Uh-huh. It's very possible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I wrote this whole thing down. So let me read this to you. Cause it's, it's the easiest way to go through. I'm gonna mute my mic. You do that. An angel came to visit me last night. Michael, I think. We, my husband and I, were at my best friend's wedding in Pennsylvania. We did a weekend trip up, which meant 20 hours in the car for one day with my friend. But it was worth it. He won't be with us much longer. And I'm so grateful I got to see him one last time. It was a beautiful wedding, small, intimate, 100 people in a cafe with the wedding and reception in the same place. We went to see my friend at his house in the afternoon to hang out for a bit before the event. We got to the wedding a little early, about 4.15 for a 5 p.m. ceremony. Open bar, so why not, right? Mick had a few too many martinis this early on. So I laid off. Whichever one of us gets drunk first does not drive. We met some cool people, especially Brian with the blue hair and his partner, Brian, spelled with a Y. They both love Mick. He pretends to be antisocial, but when he wants to be and he's got his Irish up, he can charm anyone. The ceremony was beautiful and unique to them. Just perfect. Dinner was great. Music was fabulous. The dancing just got started. And then it got weird. I came in from the outside patio in time for cake and sat down next to Mick. And then his watch dinged. He looked at it, a text message, and said, you know that number I told you to remember? Which one? There are lots of numbers, I asked. 666, 500 million, 70%, I said. 47.1, it just came out the audit numbers. Side note, I haven't yet seen it made public and I've been looking, but I did see that Arizona got the report and a judge ordered its release for Monday tomorrow as I write this, which never came out. Then his watch dinged again and he looked at it and went white and sober. We've got to go, he said. What do you mean we've got to go? It's my best friend's wedding. We drove 10 plus hours to get here. What the fuck? What's going on? That shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the sedge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. And that's word to my cat plug. I'm higher than giraffe puss. Look what the cat drug in. Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub. At midnight, I don't fill it up with the tap cup. Soaking in my cannabis suds. Anything for a buzz. Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug. Peel through a fat stash, burning the last nug. I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from. But here I am, still stuck in the bathtub. My brain fried, but honestly, I'm fine. I'd rather not have one. I'm batshit. I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done.
I'm batshit what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150 Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.